It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, we hope you had a good weekend and we kick off another week. And, uh, well, it was an interesting weekend. And since we last joined you after Ron Rivera's cancer diagnosis and how that was um, metered out in the media and how that was answered by Ron and kind of the directive that Ron wanted to go with. You will hear from the head coach of the Washington football team, Ron Rivera, uh, from Saturday after he also chewed out his team from head to toe and everywhere in between, stuff that I couldn't even repeat to you. Um, But he was angry as you know what. So you will hear from Ron Rivera Uh, in this particular episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Uh, my um, First of all, I want to say thanks to my colleagues uh, on the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone involved in this uh, for the thanks and the kudos and all that good stuff and sp- for spreading the Jason Wright interview, uh, the president of the Washington football team, the new president of the Washington football team, was a guest of ours earlier last week. So make sure you go check that out if you missed it. Still up there and available for you if you happen to miss that particular episode. I thought a very good conversation uh, with him. All right, let's get you some news and notes and some observations from the last couple of days at practice. The boys had Friday off, meaning the players, uh, the media did not, the coaches did not. They worked out a bunch of offensive linemen, signed two. We had all that information for you on Friday night's episode and into the weekend. But as we start a new week, we did have practice sessions again Saturday and Sunday at the Inova Sports Performance Center in Ashburn, Virginia. And Saturday's was awful. The quarterbacks were dreadful. Um, the offensive line wasn't very good. There was sloppiness. The effort and the energy and the tempo and the hustle and the execution all dropped off. Uh, as Ron Rivera put it, you know, he's like, hey, look, and you'll hear this, play a three-hour game, and the equivalent to that is at about the two-hour and ten-ish minute mark. So what he means by that is like, you know, mid-third quarter, late third quarter, kind of depending on a flow. You drop off and you stop caring and you stop preparing and you stop paying attention and you have a complete drop off in your energy level and your focus and your execution and your effort. And he's like, if we do that, we're not going to win games. So his point was, we don't practice for three hours, but we practice for about two. So I need you to pay attention for all two hours because if you can't pay attention for all two hours here, how the hell can you pay attention and focus and 
execute for three hours plus in an NFL game starting September 13th, especially with no preseason. It's the last week of August, guys. The regular season is three weeks away. Three weeks. So I think Ron Rivera was absolutely right. You'll hear uh, more on the reasons why he was upset uh, and how he is kind of dealing with his cancer diagnosis, and he was kind of tight-lipped about all that. Uh, But Saturday was a very sloppy practice, as we mentioned. Sunday was much better. Um, now it wasn't perfect. They still turned the ball over. Steven Sims had a turnover. He was popped hard on a swing pass. Adrian Peterson had a fumble. Uh, they threw an interception of Greg Stroman. There was a interception by Greg Stroman in one-on-ones receivers corners earlier in the practice. So I think he had two today, one on Saturday. I should say two on Sunday, one on Saturday. And I think he's got four overall. I mean, listen, you know, let, let's not read too much into that, but certainly a good weekend uh, and a good last couple of days for Greg Stroman, the young corner out of Virginia Tech and the Manassas, Virginia native. Um, in terms of who stood out, uh, look, let's start with the quarterbacks. I mean, Haskins was awful on Saturday. He wasn't very good on Thursday. He was meh, okay, average, inconsistent Tuesday and Wednesday. Those were the days we were out there. On Sunday, he was much, 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 much better. I have a full practice report in print at SI.com, Washington Football on SI.com that you can go check out. But uh, he hooked up with Logan Thomas for a couple of touchdown passes. The first one more impressive than the second one. That was more of a flare into the right front corner of the end zone uh, over a linebacker, if memory serves. But the other one was a seed uh, down the hash to uh, Logan Thomas, again, in stride, kind of over his shoulder in a fairly tight window. Not a super tight window, but a seed nonetheless. He also uh, threw a perfect pass over the shoulder, I believe, to Antonio Gandy-Golden, who reeled it in. It, that was in one-on-ones against a corner. Uh, again, you know, that's kind of designed for the offense, but you get my point. He also had several strikes and several well-executed uh, throws and route combinations to to Terry McLaurin, who's clearly his favorite target, right? Um, so the bottom line is this. Dwayne Haskins was much, much, much better on Sunday than he was on Saturday, than he was on Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday of last week. Now, look, nobody was saying... Bencham. Nobody was saying, oh my God, can't start him. Oh, he's a disaster. None of that, right? Uh, Dwayne took some offense. I don't know who he was talking about. I don't know if he was talking about me. I don't know if, I, I don't know. But he had a cryptic tweet on Friday that some people just wake up angry or whatever. Listen, uh, please stop. My job, if he was talking about me and what he heard, my job is to analyze. I praise, just like I'm doing now, Sunday was clearly a very good day for Dwayne Haskins. Not perfect, but a very good day for Dwayne Haskins. Saturday was not a good day. Thursday was an awful day. Wednesday and Tuesday were meh. But Dwayne Haskins was much better on Sunday during practice. Kyle Allen was better on Sunday during practice than he was on Saturday, than he was on Thursday. A lot of overthrows, a lot of interceptions, had a couple of interceptions back-to-back in one team period, uh, a bunch of overthrows on Saturday. I mean, these guys sail passes left and right 
uh, in one-on-ones, in, in whatever situations, in team situations. I mean, guys that are climbing the ladder, guys that are jump- – you know, again, not every pass is going to be perfect. I think we all understand that. But man alive, they can sell some passes. So it was good to see them being more on target – in Sunday's practice than clearly they have been as a whole bunch. And Alex Smith continues to improve. He's one step closer, again, to 11-on-11 work. He's been working on 9-on-9s, not doing the full team periods. I saw him moving around, slide the pocket, climb the pocket a little bit more on Saturday. Uh, I didn't pay as much attention to him on Sunday, quite honestly, because I was more locked in on Dwayne and other things. Um but I didn't notice anything bad, bad. Um, now, Alex had you know one or two bad throws, a dropped interception by Sean Davis, an overthrow uh, in a one-on-one route, I think, uh, to Adrian Peterson, I think, maybe, uh, maybe McKissick. But the bottom line is, is Alex, for the most part, has looked pretty good and, again, continues to improve. And Ron said on Sunday after practice, hey, look, you know, we saw some things that we're looking for. Him being able to flush and, and get away from traffic and trash and move around. That's what they need to see before they take the next step, which is to put him in 11 on 11, and then obviously to put him in a game. Now, what's interesting is I talked to Dr. David Chow, uh, who I'll try and get on the show uh, here this week, a longtime NFL sideline physician, now without kick. He's worked for SiriusXM, San Diego Union Tribune, 17 years as a sideline physician for the then San Diego Chargers, actually worked with Ron um, and knows Ron and knows Ron's family, Stephanie. Uh, and I know he, you know, uh, wrote an interesting column about Ron's diagnosis. Um, I'll just let that stand. But what's interesting is... Um, in talking to Dr. Chow, he mentioned to me, and I'm sure he's written this, I just don't remember exactly where and when, that he feels Alex Smith can play in a game right now, that he feels structurally he's fine. Now, of course, he hasn't examined him, uh, but he feels structurally he's fine. Now, he's still got some issues in terms of his quality of play and his, you know, his, his limp and his gait and all that stuff, but in terms of being safe... To play him, safe to play him, yes. That doesn't mean he's going to be great. That doesn't mean he's going to be right. It doesn't mean he's going to be good enough, but it means it's safe to play him. A couple of turnovers, a bunch of turnovers uh, on Sunday. That had me a little bit worried. Um, And the Washington football team ran a bunch of trick plays. (laughs) Uh, I can't really describe them because, well... We're not really allowed to, uh, and some reporters didn't understand the rules. Uh, I checked with PR, and, uh, you know, look, which is not. Uh, all I can tell you is they're going to have to s- cook things up. They're going to have to cook the stew a little bit to get it right in order for this team to consistently score points and move the football. All right, when we return right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast, you will hear part one of Ron Rivera from Saturday when he was livid with his team and obviously facing questions for the first time really since the cancer diagnosis. So that's next right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And I'm here for Roman. 
That's right. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy, fellas. Usually we just brush it off. We blame ourselves saying, you know, you lost your mojo. You're not as good as you once were, all of that stuff. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. That's right. With a real healthcare professional, someone who can prescribe real medication. It's simple. It's safe and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. That means no doctor's office, no embarrassing trips to a medical clinic or anything like that. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, guys, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to Roman, go to getroman.com slash locked on NFL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash locked on NFL. Getroman.com slash locked on NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is Chris Russell with you right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. Right out to head coach Ron Rivera, who was salty on Saturday, baby. Ron, what was your general message to to players after practice today? Um, After you told them what you told them on on Thursday, and, you know, they come out here and didn't seem too happy. Well, you know, we started started quickly. We did some good things early, uh, but as practice lingered on, you know, um, um, wasn't good enough. It, I, that's, basically, that's what I told him. I said wasn't good enough, in all honesty. Um, I did acknowledge I thought the defense had a good day. But my point is we didn't have a good day as a, as a, as a complete team. And, and that is something that we've got to get corrected. Um, you know, and, and if we're not doing it, if part of us aren't doing it, the rest of us got to bring everybody along. We have to take ownership of ourselves. And, and that really was my message. Regarding your diagnosis, do you are you – more concerns? Do you have to take extra precautions dealing with this during a pandemic, no less? No. Um, uh, again, I, I, I appreciate the question, but just so everybody understands, you know, we've made the statement on uh, my situation circumstances. Um, I'm fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work through this. Um, as I said, we have, uh, you know, we have a plan B, uh, which you guys have heard. It, it involves Jack stepping up. Uh, he's been through this before when he was with Coach Fox in, uh, in Denver. So I've got a guy that's uh, been a head coach, has been uh, in this situation before. That's what the plan is. So I'm not going to talk anymore about plan B, just so everybody knows. Um, and secondly, uh, just so everybody knows, plan B will be implemented on those days that I will struggle. Um, I'm, believe me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not being, you know, uh, you know uh, rosy about this. I'm being honest is that I know I'm going to struggle. So those days that I do, you know, I'm going to have to ask the coaches to step up and I'm going to have to ask the players to step up and take ownership. So, again, I understand, uh, you know, the significance of what I'll be going through. I understand, you know, how tough it's going to be. 
But again, uh, those days that I can, I will work. Those days that I, I can be on the field, I will be on the field. Um, and you guys will see it, and you'll know if I'm there, hey, uh, you know, we're, we're business as usual. And if I'm not, it's plan B. Um, I don't expect that to happen. I, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope I can I can make every practice. But just in case I, I can't, uh, we have a plan for that going forward. And as I said before, the prognosis is good, so I'm fairly confident. And, and, and you know, again, I, I can't wait to get started and get this thing over with and go forward. Hey, Ron. Ron, was it good then, just given the last two days, to get out there and to focus just back on football? Yes, it is very good. It really is because you know that's one of the things that the doctors talked about was hey, let's let's you know when you can work, focus, focus on that because it, it'll 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 detract from you know the other things that are going on, and a lot of times that helps get people through situations and circumstances. So again, you know, my intent is to do everything I'm I'm, I'm supposed to do, you know, follow the doctors very carefully, and, and again, then the other things I can do, I will do. And you know, and obviously, like you said, you talked about Plan B, but are there things you can do to prepare even now the way you? The things you stress with the players to kind of prepare them on the chance that maybe you have to miss. There's things that you're emphasizing so people to kind of hammer home the point. Very much so, and, and it's about the way we practice and how we do things. Um, again, we, we want to practice fast. We want up-tempo so that, you know, again, it becomes second nature, becomes habit. It helps produce um, a... Um, uh, feel that you know and again today wasn't good enough today was not acceptable and so if, if this is what's going to happen then we're going to struggle we can't we can't accept that i can't allow that to happen so that's that's why i voiced my feelings today with the players with just your thoughts on the uh, quarterback play today you know they had all had their moments they really did i mean i was i was pleased with some of the decisions that were made for the most part and again that's probably the biggest thing right now guys it's about the decisions that are being made are they making the right decisions and then we break it down from there you know let me talk about that was a bad throw or 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 you know your footwork was poor on that that's the thing that we're trying to get across is 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 the quarterback throwing the ball where he needs to throw the ball uh can he make a quicker decision you know was that a late decision those are all kinds of things that help in the development of our quarterback as i said today they had their moments but when we got into the two-minute drill uh, when we got into the move the ball portion of practice i i, I wasn't as happy as i i would have liked to have been and with regards to the offensive line, you're obviously down a couple of players at least. Uh, how is that challenge as you're trying to figure out what guys you have to be cohesive offense We you don't have all the pieces you might have otherwise? Exactly. I mean, because, you know, we have a we have a section, section of the offensive line you feel very, very comfortable with, okay? And it's the other guys that we're mixing in trying to find out they fit. And that, you know, was on uh, exhibition today for us in terms of coaches. We'll go back, we'll look at the tape, and we'll see the good and the bad. We'll see the rotations. We'll see who the different combinations are guys. And we'll try to get a feel for whether or not we feel these guys are going to help us or not. You know, we have an opportunity, I think, to really mix some guys in. As you mentioned, a couple of guys unfortunately haven't been able to practice. We'd love to see those guys out as soon as you know, as soon as they're ready to roll and get them back on the field. Uh, hey, Ron, you mentioned opportunity. Do you get the sense that the young players in particular are getting that sense of opportunity? Like, I think Wes Martin is maybe a guy that. Exactly. Wes is most certainly one of the guys that has an opportunity. He's, he's got a good chance to, to become part of what we want to do going forward. And he's got to understand that he's got to grasp that reality. Um, he's got to take it, uh, do the extra things that he's supposed to. Get in your book. Spend a little bit more time with the coach. Uh, work a little bit closer with the, with, with the center and whoever the potential left tackle can be. Get a good feel and understanding for what it takes to be that guy. Hey, Ron, uh, what was the situation with, with Thaddeus Moss? And I guess hoping he, he lands on IR, so he's kind of a long-term piece for you guys yes he is you know again he had he had 
foot surgery, had a little bit late, and it's one of those things that is hindering his, his ability to go out and, 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 and work. And so knowing you know what his potential is, knowing what he did in college football, knowing his skill set, you know, it's like, okay, he's not healthy enough to, to get out there every day, and he would just fall further and further behind. So, again, because one of the options we have is, is the foot is still sore and he's still bothering him, is to put him on IR. Hey, Ron, I, I know you, you called out Wes in your, in your speech after practice. How do you feel the other young players are taking advantage of their opportunities here? Well, again, that's that's why I did. I didn't intend to make him a, an example, but I wanted him to understand clearly that we believe enough in him that we're willing to give him this opportunity, and that's one of the things that we wanted to get across to West. You know, we think he's got the kind of skill set it takes. You know, he played a lot of football last year for a young guy, played well, and he's got to understand you've got to play well all the time. All right, that is part one of head coach Ron Rivera from Saturday. He was much happier on Sunday than he was on Saturday. Even joked that he was going to go get some ice cream. I think that's a little little bit of an inside joke based on some things that we get to hear and see at practice. Coming up, the rest of Ron Rivera, or a good port of the rest of Ron Rivera, from Saturday at Inova Sports Performance Center, right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we wrap up the show here with more from head coach Ron Rivera. When you first got hired, one of the things that you talked about was how important it is to have someone on your coaching staff that has that head coaching experience. And you mentioned that with Jack Del Rio and just in general, how much you enjoy working with them. Basically, my question is, is that what was it like having that conversation with him, telling him, hey, you will be at, like, if I need you to step up, you know, you'll be the guy. Um, but then also, again, like going back to that point, how happy are you that you have him on your staff in a situation where something like this does come up? Well, you know, it's not necessarily just this type of situation, but, you know, my, my first stint, I didn't have a former NFL head coach on, on, on my uh, staff, and so I really didn't have anybody to turn to or anybody to come up and say, hey, coach, think about this, or hey, coach, try this. Jack's done that to me a couple of times already and said, hey, you know, we used to do it this way, coach. You think this might help? And, and I said, you know what, you're right. So we've adapted those things. So believe me, you know, I don't know everything. And, and, and when you have guys that have been there, that, that know the same thing that, that you have, um, they, they become very helpful. You know, I, I have a great saying that I, uh, I really do appreciate. It's called, don't draw me a map unless you've been there. Jack's been there, and he's been very helpful. He really has. So to have a guy like that on your coaching staff that you can rely on for, for moments of, hey, how do we do this? Or, hey, do, did you ever do it this? In fact, Jack and I had a conversation the other day about fourth down. And it just, it just kind of shows you the importance of having that kind of guy around. Um, and now with the situation and circumstances we have, uh, you know, his value for us is, is even even more so. I was wondering when you were talking to the team the other day and you were telling them about this, is there kind of a thought when you're doing it about, you know, we're trying to build something here, this is maybe a moment in that? And Without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, because to me, it, it's okay. Let's say Coach has to step back. You know, are we going to wait for somebody else to step up or are we going to step up ourselves? So I think this is all part of our growth. I really do. And, you know, again, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a learnable moment and, and, and we'll find a little bit more out about ourselves. I mean, you made a ton of speeches to teams over the years. Was, was that the hardest or was that the one maybe you thought more about or? 
it's probably one of the ones I've thought more about, to be honest with you. Um, you know, and 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 really, um, I, you know, just having to do it in the moment that we did it. Um, you know, it was like I said, it was it was just probably one of the things I've had to think about the most. With, with no preseason games, obviously we've seen you run a lot of eleven on eleven out there. How important is this chunk of training camp? Everybody's acclimated, but you're still pretty far out from the game. Well, I think it's very important because part of what we're doing, not just about you know seeing how we how we do things in terms of X's and O's, but you know there's a callousness to playing this game. You have to develop and, and, and build. You know, the guys have got to be able to deal with the little bumps, nicks, nicks, and 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 aches that you get from playing physical and and, and pushing each other around. I mean, this game is like no other. And so the thing that we have to do is, is during these periods, we have to take advantage of the opportunities to be in pads. You know, this will be a, a three padded, uh, a three padded practice day in a, uh, days in a row for us. So you know, by the third day, we'll see where our guys are. And it's, I know it's going to be tough, but that's the nature of the game. So again, it's an opportunity to build a callousness. We have to practice smart, though. We've got to make sure we're learning and we're getting better every time we get onto that field. When we talk to you after that third practice, what, what would be a successful three days? What do you want to see? The tempo was good all three days. You know, we had a good tempo today. We really did. Um, but, as I said, at the end it started to wane. Well, you know, we play three-hour football games. And for us to start to wane at the two-hour and ten-minute mark, that, that's not good enough. They, you can't accept that, you know. Um, you, you want to see that last for three hours. Now, we, we don't have three-hour practices Typically, our practices are between two hours, two hours, and 15 minutes. But as we go through this and, and we start getting into those extended practices, and like I said, at the two-hour, 10-minute mark, you know, we're in the middle of a move-to-ball session and, and, and we're dragging our butts. That's not good enough. I mean, because that's only two hours and 10 minutes. Imagine going into the fourth quarter, reaching the three-hour mark, and we're, we're walking. We, we can't have that. So, again, we've got to continue to work, continue to develop, you know, our, 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 our callousness to playing this game so that, this becomes our. This becomes uh, our normal. You know, it's, it's again the saying goes. You know, you got to learn to be comfortable when you're uncomfortable. Uh, we talk a lot about depth and, and you know who's in the ones, but I wonder uh, this year is it even more so that it's important to have depth, or do you think that's yes. all overblown? No, you have to have depth, especially when you're a young team that's developing, growing, especially when you have young guys in key positions. You know, uh, we look at the wide receiver position, and that's what we're, where we've got a lot of guys that have an opportunity, and they have to step up. They really do. We've got, you know, unfortunately, you know, we have a situation. One of our guys, Kelvin, has a, has a, uh, has, a, has, you know, we're lost him for the year. So we've got guys that have to understand that there's a chance, there's there's an opportunity for them to step up, take advantage of that opportunity, show us what you can do, separate from the other guys in the groups, so that we we notice you when you're on the field. When when you had some linemen to work out yesterday uh, or a couple days ago, what did you learn about that process? And then going forward into the season, if you need to bring somebody in, is that going to be a situation where you think that'll be smooth enough? Or do you think, like, maybe I have to bring in a guy I know? It is a smooth. This works smoothly because we knew how much time we had to have to bring them in, get them tested, uh, get them cleared, and then get them on the field. We actually actually had them uh, work out yesterday. And so we lead up to that point, and then, you know, bam, they're on the field for us. Um, I think it will work smoothly, but the key, though, is you've got to plan and map out for this. So if you have any questions on any of your positions, you've got to start thinking ahead of time as to when are we going to invite these guys in, when are we going to get these guys here so they can get cleared through the protocol. 
work them out and then decide whether or not to sign them. That's going to be the key going forward. And you're going to rely on your pro department uh, very heavily uh, as far as that's concerned. So Kyle and his guys are most certainly going to be tested. You know, he and Eric have got to work together in terms of mapping out. Okay, hey, you know, we may be going into the weeks. You know, we've got a couple of Knicks here at this position, Coach. You know, going into next week, we want to bring this group of guys in. Okay, great. Then let's go forward with it. Those are the things that we're going to have to be looking at constantly. You've had uh, so much turnover in the secondary uh, outside of Landon. I'm curious, now that we've been out here for four days and you've seen this team work for a week or so, what you like uh, and what you've seen out of your secondary, specifically your young corners like Strollman and Moreland, guys of, uh, of, of that name. Well, I tell you what, it's a good group. I mean, you know, the young guys are doing a nice job. They have stepped up. Um, but so have the veteran guys that we have here as well. I mean, when you look at Darby, you look at Fabian, uh, you look at Fuller, um, you look at Colvin, and you look at Moreland. I mean, you know, those guys, as, as, as five guys go, you feel pretty strong about it. And you throw the young guys and the performances they've had, uh, you feel pretty comfortable going in with, with corners. You know, one of, the, uh, one of the things that you do want is you want to be able to have some continuity so that for the next few years, you have the same group of guys coming in and out of each season. Uh, that being builds the cohesiveness that you need to be a really good secondary. Um, I like what we've gotten out of the safety position. I think, you know, these guys are all competing. Um, you know, we've taken an extended look at Troy. Uh, we're looking, looking at DeShazer. Um, you know, we're looking at, uh, at, uh, at Davis. Um, Reeves, I mean, these guys are guys that are showing what they can potentially do alongside uh, Colin. So it, it, I, I think it's a group that you know you can feel good about saying, hey, this is our starting group. But you also say, wow, I like our depth. I mean, we've got five or six safeties we like. We got five or six corners. We actually, you know, six or seven corners. I mean, it, this is a good. This is really is a good group. And it, it's <laughs> funny because I was talking with Eric Stokes and and, and and Coach Rogers about our secondary here and said, you know, this group is. Is, 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 is better than some of the groups we had in Carolina, especially you know during our, our, our run from 2013 to 2017. So there, there's there's potential for growth and there's potential for us to have a good unit. But again, these guys got to continue to work at it. You know, just can't accept where we are right now. And that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Back at you with another episode real soon after another day of practice and more information. By the way, we didn't even get to this as a story. Cody Latimer has been released. We'll have more details on that when we get to talk to Ron on Monday after practice. Uh, He'll be able to explain, maybe, we hope, why they decided to move on from Cody Latimer, who did have a court date uh, recently, but no details were available uh, at recording time. So we'll get more details on that situation and that decision for the next episode. I'm Chris Russell for now on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Adios. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.